You're listening to The Jay Barker Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Featuring Lars Anderson, New York Times best-selling author of 12 books and a 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated. Matt Coulter, a former Alabama Broadcaster of the Year and longtime media personality. And Christian Miller, a national championship winning linebacker at Alabama who was drafted by the Carolina Panthers. Here's Lars, Matt, and Christian. Welcome in to Big Noon Sports. Golly, what another beautiful day. It was just absolutely, I know we had spots of rain, but uh, it was pretty much a gorgeous weekend. I know Lars spent uh, his weekend with family. So did I. Attended a lot of live sporting events over the weekend. I did. I'll get into that in just a moment. First of all, Lars, how was your trip? It was wonderful. Went to uh, Williamsburg, Virginia, and... um, my mom had arranged for my brother and I to do a uh, like an obstacle course, a zipline obstacle course. No way. And, you know, I had done ziplining before in uh, Costa Rica. And uh, it's basically, you know, a two minute lesson. And then uh, you're just going from zipline station to zipline station. Uh, and. You know, it's all, it's basically all downhill, right? Very pleasant. (laughs) So it was like right when we started, it was Old Testament style rain, right? I mean, it was here comes the flood rain. And of course, hey, man, we're Andersons. We're going to tough it out. (laughs) And our uh, instructor, who said he was going to be with us every inch of the way, he bailed. <laughs> he just disappeared into the woods. And so then it's my brother and I, and we're like, okay, we're going to do this? We're like, yeah, we're going to do this. And uh, Matt, I barely finished. I don't know how I finished. I'm feeling sore in places today where I didn't even know I had places. I uh, am hurting I am in pain, um, and I'm never going to do that again, ever. Well, especially without an instructor, that's crazy. <laughs> yes. But I, I got a, a zipline question. Where's the work? I thought you just let gravity take over. Well, well yeah, yeah, one, one would think. It's um, not the case. Uh, huh? there's, there's multiple elements here that we could break down, all right? like uh, Number one is, like, uh, so on one of them, you um, – it's like <laughs> and it was up to my brother and I to make sure our carabiners were on by the way at like you know 65 feet up in the up in oh the gosh see I'm so afraid of heights I don't know that I could do it <laughs> no it was it was crazy it was crazy how there was like no one there double checking anything anyway but yeah so on, on, on one of them it's like uh, you're up 65 feet and you do a straight free fall of like maybe 15 feet and then you get caught, which feels really great between your legs. And then, <laughs> and then suddenly for, for some reason that generates a massive amount of momentum and it throws you into this like incredibly big net, 
right? And you're not supposed to even like try to grab the net the first time because you are growing at such velocity. You just have your body just has to take it and then you bounce out and then you grab the net and then you realize that you have to like army crawl like 20 yards up the net in order to get to the next station. <laughs> Sounds and, like a lot of work and not yeah, fun. It, does, it is a lot of work. And it's pouring rain and, you know, no no help is coming. But <laughs> the Andersons prevailed. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. It, well. <laughs> okay. I don't uh, know. You know, I, um, it, like you, you've left me uh, like I, I, I wish I had like uh, I, I'd been working out like Christian, put it that way, because my upper body was not ready for that. And and that was it was like that on every and there was like 12 of these things. And I, wow. did, I would just wanted them to end, you know, after the first one. Was it like yeah. raining sideways? Yeah. And was the, the drops were hurting you. And then, uh, yeah, so then you make it up to a station up, you know, again, 65, 75 feet up in the trees. And then you got to walk across a uh, piece of wood that is, uh, that, you know, basically moves side to side. That's about like an eighth of an inch wide. And the piece of wood is absolutely soaking wet. <laughs> so, um, yeah. It was, it was wow. And then when <laughs> we sounds like an exhausting way to spend yeah, an no, afternoon. It, it was really horrible. Um, <laughs> yeah, and and then like you know they tell you when you when you like on the final descent on on your final uh, zip line, which is maybe a hundred yards or two hundred yards, probably like two football fields, and so you've generated a lot of speed. Um, and you, this happened, you know, three previous times um, that <laughs> they say, you know, hey, every, just just keep your shoulder straight and you'll go straight down. Well, every time my brother and I, we came in for a crash landing backwards. <laughs> wow. And it, it was like seriously painful, like because you just knew you're, you're coming in hot at 35 miles an hour. And it's just your butt that's going to be taking that hit. Sounds like something for a young man. It sounds yeah. like something designed for Christian Miller, not for Master. No, Morris, and, and then guy, like, and before before we went on, it, this guy, I think this was the thing. He was getting in our heads because he said, "You know, an eighty-five-year-old did this yesterday." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> but not did he say whether or not the guy was still alive? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so wow. Every every time, uh, and I got some great video that I did put on my Twitter page at Lars Anderson seventy-one. Uh, you can just see my brother crash land. <laughs> awesome. Um, we need to uh, put that on our own website, which is, by the way, BigNoonSports.com. And our Twitter handle is at BigNoonSports. Um, I'll get into some of the details of the weekend. I wanted to see the Stallions. Uh, man, they played really well in the second half. be honest with you, they were not very good in the first half. But what did they do last year, Lars? They came back in every second half. So Yeah, say they're a second Skip half. Skip Holtz is just a, a second half coach. I mean, his adjustments were great. Uh, the defense shut the generals down in the second half. The offense, under the direction of our guest at the bottom of the hour, 
which is uh, Alex Miku. He will be with us. He was a quarterback that led the Stallions to their comeback and two touchdowns in the second half. The Stallions went at 27 to 10. In an eventful weekend, uh, the other winners over the weekend, the USFL were Michigan, Philadelphia, and New Orleans. I think the biggest story in all of sports, though, is coming out of Philadelphia, PA. Lars, the contract making him the highest played player. He is the highest paid player in the National Football League. And that's Jalen Hurts. Let's see the details. Five years, $255 million. And by the way, if you want to do the quick math on that, that's $51 million a year. I don't know that I could be more excited for any other player than I am for Jalen Hurts because there's no question he worked as, you know, he worked as Wimp Sanderson always says, he worked his fanny off. He worked his fanny off to become the highest paid player. And that's for right now. There are other negotiations that are going to happen. They'll probably eclipse 255. But, Lars, I want total transparency here. When Hertz transferred from Alabama to Oklahoma, did you ever think he would be the highest paid player in the National Football League? Never, never. You know, when he was a freshman, I I did that 5,000-word story on Jalen uh, for Bleacher Report, and I went and spent uh, four or five days in Channel View, Texas, his hometown, and not even his former coaches could believe that, one, he was a starter at Alabama. I mean, he was not a good high school player. Uh, they just, they, He had potential, right? But he just uh, simply had no accuracy throwing the ball. And we saw that his freshman year. We saw that his sophomore year. But, you know, he worked and worked and worked and grinded and um never took a day off and this is the end result i mean i i i honestly matt i never could have foreseen him getting this kind of deal and yeah it is going to be uh temporary that he's the highest paid player because you're going to have um justin herbert's contract coming up here very shortly um i mean we're talking within days now um, I think Hertz was the first domino to fall because the order is going to go Hertz, Herbert, Burrow, with Burrow getting the most. And um, but but it, it's crazy. Jalen Hurts now has one hundred and seventy nine point three million in guarantees. And run uh, that number by me again. Hundred in total guarantees, it's one hundred and seven. Hundred one seven nine point three mil, um, and and you know Jalen, he's only twenty four still. Uh, this is a clear sign that the the franchise is fully uh, invested in him, and um, because he was he was a second round draft pick. Yeah, that's why he's coming up a little bit earlier than um, Herbert and Burrow. Um, but yeah, so he is now locked in with the Eagles for what? He's in year three of a five year. So He's going through twenty eight. So, yeah, so six. Yeah, six more years. Good for him. As as happy as I could be for a player because also you said his, the his word. Agent, for for what it's worth, his agent was uh, is uh, Nicole Lynn. 
back with Big Noon Sports. From T-Town to the Plains, this is Alabama's most in-depth analysis on the SEC. This is Big Noon Sports. 100.9 Tuscaloosa weather. Nothing but sunshine this afternoon. Tuscaloosa's high 73. The sky clear tonight. Cool the low at 46. Tomorrow and Wednesday, a warming trend. The sky sunny both days. The high tomorrow, 81. Wednesday's high at 84. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 68 degrees in Tuscaloosa. A national championship team covering a national championship team. The best sports talk in the state. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Back on a sunny April 17th afternoon. I hope everybody got their taxes done over the weekend. That's always fun. But i tell you what is fun is uh, the Stallions. Let me tell you guys what I did. I went to some of the Stallions from 83, 84, 85 were in town. So I watched the game with them and a couple of old buddies. We used to all hang out together. So that was a blast Saturday night. And then uh, Sunday afternoon, I went to the Barons game. And Cole Murphy, my grandson, threw out the first pitch in honor of of Children's Hospital, which he spent a lot of time in, as, as I think most of you know. He was uh, diagnosed with leukemia about four and a half years ago. He's cool now. He's doing great. And let me tell you, Lars, right across the plate, hit, hit the catcher in the chest with it, by golly, that little six-year-old did. That's yeah. just cool, cool stuff when you get old. I mean, that, no, that's great. Yeah. That's be, uh, Any idea how th- that thrills a grandfather? I bet. <laughs> I bet, yeah, and that's cool. going to be a, that's going to be a memory that he's going to have his entire life. And uh, thank goodness he didn't pull a Rob Gronkowski and just <laughs> and just absolutely drill it into the turf. Um, Who was it? Was it Fifty Cent that sent one toward the dugout? Yeah, there have been some really bad ones. You know who had a really bad one? Terry Labonte. I mean. Oh. He did not look like uh, much of an athlete in that particular case. But anyway, um, do we need to ask Chris? Do you know how many NASCAR drivers (laughs) you'll see them out like in the in the in the driver's lot and they're throwing trying to throw a football? And it's just, uh, well, I'll just be honest. They throw like girls. Yes. And that's what that for a for a long time. If somebody was tended to was going to throw like a girl. We just changed it. So when Scott Griffin and I were on jocks 20 years ago, we just said he throws like a NASCAR driver. It's <laughs> yeah, the same that's thing. That's a fair way to put but, it. But uh, there are three uh, three drivers that I know of that were really, really good athletes. Um, yeah. One of them was Sterling Marlin. He was like an all-state quarterback up in Columbia. Um, the other I one is to, I, I have I have way too many like I can't tell you stories about Sterling Marlin. They have uh, the, I, I know six er, right early now. Mor- early mornings and uh, yeah, Sterling was. Uh, but he, and I played golf with him once, and uh, man, he struck the ball very very well. The best one I I know of though would be Dale Jarrett. I mean he he could oh, play yeah. basketball, baseball, golf, football. Anyway. What we yeah. really need to do is ask Christian Miller if he's ever been on a zip line. I have not, no. 
Good. Did, did you? <laughs> it doesn't sound like any fun. It sounded like it was, hey, I'm going to go to this place. It's supposed to be amusing. And instead, I'm going to get hurt, sore, and not have any fun. Well, that's basically what it was. But, uh, yeah, no, Christian, I, I, I won't I won't bore you with the details. But it was uh, it was a lot of misery. Uh, <laughs> misery. It was, it, was, it was raining really hard. And it, it, it was presented to me as a zip line course, mm-hmm. not as a, like, um, survival course. And, and so there was a lot of like climbing of ropes and, and you know, traversing uh, where it, it would be like you'd be like 75 yards up in the air. And it's like you're just trying to go from basically like a horseshoe to a horseshoe. Mm. And, uh, it, you know, that's standing upright. And uh, it, it, it was extremely challenging. Oh, well, sounds fun. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but you're 26 years old. You're 26. That is fun. I actually was cursing your name because I was like, I wish I was in Christian Miller shape right now (laughs) because this would be easy. (laughs) Where where was this at? In uh, Williamsburg, Virginia, uh, right outside of Williamsburg, where my my mom and uh, her husband live, and. And my mom thought this would be a great bonding experience. For well, was it? Was it? A, did y'all at least yeah, bond? It, it was. It was. Did yeah. you bond? Okay, well, that's good. Well, you know, we've bonded before. We've known each other for 50 years, so <laughs> I don't know why we needed a particular uh, heroin, death-defying, uh, <laughs> scare the living bejesus out of you experience. But, um, yeah, we got that. It was good. It was good. Uh, My son does them all the time. And here's the deal. All right. This is like full, full accountability here. There was one time that I actually, I couldn't, I absolutely could not make it up the rope. And I, my brother had to help pull me up. And yeah, it's like, he didn't really say anything at the time. Uh, you know, because he was able to make it. He never, I never had to do that for him. But just before I was getting on the airplane, <laughs> right, right in front of my mom and Gordy, he he recapped the whole event, and uh, he he felt quite good about it. So the bonding experience ended one to nothing, your brother and friend. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> okay. Hey, Kristen, what did you do over the weekend? Uh, I uh, went to the Alabama baseball game on Sunday. Um, me and my brother attended that. Uh, it was a great day for it. Actually, it was pretty hot out there, but um, it's a, a fun game to go to. And Alabama baseball took care of business, uh, wrapped the series up uh, with a win, and uh they look pretty good, man. You know, anytime you beat Auburn is always a good day. Sorry to our Auburn fans out there, but, uh, you know, I'm going to lean towards my Alabama Crimson Tide. But, yeah, it, it was a good day for it. And uh, and anytime it's just nice weather, and I, and I just love sitting outside watching a good baseball game. It's just, just fun and relaxing. Can I ask something real quick? Do, do they serve beer at Bama baseball games? Not that yeah, yeah. You, you don't drink, yeah, but I well, just wondered I saw if that, plenty of cans around me. I, okay. I, I know in the outfield, you definitely can. You can bring. Oh your yeah, own no, beer. it's a it's uh, a big thing in the right field. Yeah, the right like, field. Excuse my, me. Right my students field. write about it all the time. Yeah. Uh, it's one of the it's one of the rowdiest sections in all of uh, 
not just SEC baseball, but all of college baseball. Yeah. Because uh, it, it's it's students, and you're allowed to uh, bring your own in. Yeah, and you can bring pets over there. It's pretty cool. It's a cool atmosphere. But I, I was in the bleachers. I, uh, matter of fact, we actually decided to go pretty late, and uh, I think it was probably the end of the fourth once we got there. Um, and so the the basically the ticket office was closed, so they just told us to walk right in. So basically just walked in for free. Um, so, yeah, I guess that's a little hack. If anybody <laughs> doesn't want to pay to go to a baseball game, just wait until about the, the bottom of the fourth. Boy, and, the, tickets, uh, the ticket office <laughs> in Alabama is loving you right now. Yeah, they probably they don't want to hear that. But, hey, I mean, I, I hey, forgot. Most baseball, team, most, most baseball games are like that. Yeah. Even, I think it probably is true with the Barons. Yeah, and I mean, I, I thought I remembered that, Rui. And I, that's not why. I just Like I said, we decided to go late. And uh, sure enough, they just told us to walk right in. So it was great. And then that's when all the excitement happened. I think it, at the time, right before we got those, you know, Auburn might have been up, you know, uh, one nothing. And then uh, that's when everything, all the action kind of took place. So uh, we caught uh, the best of it for free. And, uh, yeah, it was fun. <laughs> oh, wait, well, you know, hey, Joe Gaither makes a great point. Like, shouldn't you have a golden ticket, Christian, where you get into Alabama athletic events for free? <laughs> Um, you've given you've given enough, I think, to the school. Uh, you know, I would absolutely love that. That'd be you know, that'd be really cool if they came up with some type of athlete pass or former athlete pass that you kind of can use to go into baseball events, basketball, softball, gymnastics, whatever um, you like. Yeah, I think that'd be cool. Now, obviously, um, I don't think they'll they'll do that, but yeah, you know, I appreciate that, Lars. That 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 would be cool. I would love that. I would definitely. Uh, get my use out of it because I like just going up there, you know, attending the events, you know, whether it's baseball, softball, um, whatever it is. It's just always fun just to kind of get out there. So, yeah, I, maybe I should uh, talk to Dr. Byrne. Yes. <laughs> that would be nice. Is it? Is it Dr. Byrne? I don't know if Greg has a PhD or not. I don't know. But, I, I, I always just said Dr. Byrne. Maybe it's not. I don't know where I got that from. But I, I feel like I always say Dr. Byrne. Maybe he's like, why are you calling me doctor? But um, I don't know. It, it sounds good at least. So. Well, yeah. <laughs> it, we'll have to get I want Greg you to start from. calling me doctor. We, we need that. to get Greg on the show. We need to get Greg on the show. It's, it's about that time of year anyway. So. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. He has a doctorate in administrating sports doesn't he yeah he's got he's to. really he's got good to. at it yeah yeah he's got <laughs> to go on that's big time um hey guys we're gonna dig up this a little bit later on i want to give you the lineup of the show alex mcgoo will join us a uh, stallions quarterback he will be joining us and then um at 115 this afternoon we're gonna be joined by brian Crichton. he is president of talladega super speedway because it is yes folks it's Talladega week. Let's go around 2.66 mile over, 200 miles an hour. Watch it. Love it. Better than a zip line. Um, but I, what yeah. I was going to say hey, is I'm very concerned about By the way, Greg only has a master, so he's like me. So you don't call him doctor. Call him master? Master Lars? Well, then I'm Master yeah. Miller then, I guess. I'm a master too. <laughs> hey. I just got my undergrad. Problem. All right. <laughs> Um, anyway, uh, hey, let's talk some Stallions football with their quarterback on the other side of this break. You're listening to Big Noon Sports. And what I was going to say is we have got to launch into the portal. The portal opened up this weekend, and I'm hearing horror stories. I don't know about you guys. Anyway, up next, USFL. From 
Town to the Plains. This is Alabama's most in-depth analysis on the SEC. This is Big Noon Sports. From our home base in Birmingham, Alabama. We are here treating patients from every generation. Across the United States. And from around the world. We're here for the rookies and the dreamers. Trying to make a name for themselves. We are here for the achievers. Who are resilient. And won't take no for an answer. We're here for the coaches. Athletic trainers and mentors. Who are shaping the next generation of legends. We are here for you. Aggressively pursuing victory over injury. Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com. Are you ready? Hey, this is Reagan, owner of RR Cigars, the Cigar Mansion in downtown Tuscaloosa, located at 2703 6th Street across from the Home Two Suites. Come down to RR and see why we're the ultimate cigar and bourbon experience. With over 165 bourbons and five private barrels, our selection of bourbon is unmatched. We have the best cocktails around, and our cigar selection is legendary. Our lounge and service are world class. Come and experience the luxury of the mansion and see why it's a world renowned cigar and spirits destination. The, nation. the story of the nurse and the foot pain that nearly brought him down. I feel like I'm giving people their lives back. Robert lived to take care of his patients, but he couldn't do it unless he took care of his foot pain. I have plantar fasciitis. It'll almost put you on your knees. That's how much it hurts. His own recovery started when he got fitted for arch supports at the Goodfeet store. Now that I'm pain free, I can make these people feel better. Can't beat that. Stop by or schedule your free fitting at goodfeet.com. Christian Miller, Lars Anderson, Matt Coulter, Joe Gaither is manning the ship back in Tuscaloosa at Tide 100.9, which, by the way, you can also use their app to just go straight to listen live and uh, you go straight to Big Noon Sports. Um, Hopefully we'll hook up here with Stallions quarterback Alex McGoo here in just a minute. But uh, what to do? Is this a Scooby Doo? Where are you? Situation? Let's uh, let's see. We're two minutes in, still waiting. So um, he did a great job. Who don't know? Oh yeah, you can explain that one, man. Oh well, Scooby didn't. He was and you know what? I'm I'm not bashing the guys. These are professional football players. Um, Things pop up. No, no, no. He was busy. So yeah, but I mean, he was supposed to join us and wasn't able to. But Anyway, um, we'll we'll get on that, guys. I don't know based on the fact that he may call in here a minute. We'll have to stop. But this portal thing is starting to scare the you know what out of me. Um, the, when it really lit my bell, everything lit up. It was when Bear Alexander announced he's transferring from Georgia. He played a lot as a freshman. He had two sacks in the national championship game, and he's leaving Georgia. Christian, why? That's the equivalent of leaving Alabama when you've won a national championship. I don't get it. Is it NIL? Uh, that's a great question. I guess we'd have to ask him personally. I mean, you just said he had – I don't know who you're talking about, but you said he had two championship, uh, two sacks in the national championship. Um, sound like he was uh, on the right path to, to, to having a successful career. Well, to be fair, I had a sack against TCU too. So, <laughs> yeah, I think I think we all would have had one. Um, yeah, you know, I, I honestly, I, I don't know. I can't really speak for these guys because I myself don't understand it. Um, again, unless 
you're a guy who's been in a program, you, you want an opportunity to play somewhere else, uh, get more playing time, and, and maybe. But you're saying, I mean, this guy uh, is playing what was playing um, for a national championship team. Uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. Could he be chasing more money? Maybe. Um, could it be well, some I, I, personal stuff going on? I, I don't know. Um, I'd have to read up on it. And you're just seeing uh, kids from teams all across the country as spring practices are wrapping up. And Christian, I think you can shed a little bit of light on this. As spring practices are wrapping up, um, I believe it's standard practice that the coach, the head coach or the position coach has an exit meeting with every player and lets you know exactly where you stand on the depth chart. And so now if uh, the player doesn't like what they're hearing, boom, transfer portal. And uh, at, at Oregon, they just lost three players to the transfer portal. Oklahoma just lost a handful of players to the transfer portal. I mean, this is just, uh, uh, this is just a, the way it goes now right and and, uh, I, I think, and so and yeah. so but yeah christian is going back like how, how honest are the coaches with you at the end of spring when they when they sit down with you one-on-one well i can't speak for other schools but i can speak for the coaches here and this is what i was just telling uh the folks that were at the old dominion event that i just spoke at uh they asked me what um made me choose alabama and what what made coach saban um, stand out as a recruiter, and I told them his honesty. Um, he's very straightforward. Um, he's not going to sugarcoat things. He's going to be very transparent with you, and I respected that. Um, so from my experience, the coaches were all very straightforward. Um, you know, they, they they told you how it was for the most part, especially Coach Saban. My position coach is the same way. Um, told you, you know, the things that you did well, things that you needed to work on, and, and where things kind of stood in terms of you, you know, um, you know, working your way up to, to earn more opportunities to see the field. So from my experience, everybody was straightforward. And if, if these other programs are, are similar, then maybe they're very, being very honest and upfront with these athletes, which is leading them to be a little disgruntled, uh, dissatisfied with what they're hearing or, you know, the way they're, they feel like they're being treated. So when you say this guy entered the portal, even though he had success last year, yeah, Lars, I think you're kind of on uh, on the right track with with, with basically saying that, you know, they're not they're not satisfied with with where things seem to stand as of now um, yeah. in their situation. So that's typically probably what you're seeing. I think I think honestly, probably 80 percent of the guys in the portal. That's why they're in the portal. Um, they're dissatisfied. They're disgruntled with their with their current situation, and they have the grass is greener syndrome. They they feel that. Um, the opportunities elsewhere will be a better opportunity for them. I don't. I don't think majority of these guys are in the portal for you know financial um, reasons. I, I think there probably are some, right? But I would say majority of them are guys because I'm thinking back when I was in school and the the, the few guys because again we didn't really have the portal, but the few guys that would end up transferring, majority of the time they were transferring because they were they were angry um, or frustrated with their current situation. They felt that they deserved better, and they felt that they could have better um, opportunities at another program, and that's ultimately why they would want to transfer. So that's why I would assume these guys are in the portal. Now they just have free will pretty much. I, I'm very concerned that in situation, and I'm not saying this happened with Bear, okay? 
but I have heard, I was listening to a national talk show Saturday morning, that there are instances now where agents on their own find an NIL deal for a player. Then they go to that player. This is all out. This is just between the agent and the player that is enrolled and playing for another school or a school. And that the they'll wave dollar signs in and say, if you'll come over here to this school, I'll get you a better NIL deal. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming in the process that the agent gets a percentage of it, right? And then I think it's probably written into it, you know, li- literally or figuratively, that when you go to the NFL, I'm going to be your agent. Uh, this that's a that's a horrible, I, I guess, side effect yeah. of NIL. If that's what yeah, we're doing. and and. Um you know, on, on, on the other side of, uh, of Bear Alexander, you have uh, this this guy uh, from Wyoming, offensive lineman Emmanuel uh, Pregnon. Pregnon, I don't know how you pronounce it. But he is, like, according to um, 24-7 Sports and, and other outlets that really pay attention to this stuff, he is the second most coveted player in the portal behind Bear Alexander. So he's basically Wyoming's best player, right? Offensive lineman. He's already got uh, offers from uh, Penn State, Kentucky, Auburn, Tennessee, Illinois, Oregon, Colorado, UCLA. So here's a case where you have a best player on a small team using the portal to go and make money. I mean, there, there's just no other way around it. No, no, you know, no, no. I wouldn't say that. Well, I mean, unless you're star- saying. Okay. Uh, he's uh, starters. Yeah, but, but the reason he's transferring to Lars is because he just wants to play on a bigger stage. I mean, I mean, he might in the process be compensated um, financially by other places. Definitely. And that probably will give him some leverage because um, of the value he will add. But I, I think more so than not, he's probably one of the guys I was about to say that I'm glad you brought that up because that's another um, perspective is that some of these guys from smaller schools that are having, you know, stellar careers up to this point or they're coming on breakout seasons, they'll enter the portal because they want to play for a better program or play on a bigger stage, which will then in turn, uh, you know, pay off for them financially because more than likely they have a we're not saying that you have a better chance of being drafted higher at a bigger school, but when you're play, like realistically, if you you know you're playing in the SEC on the big stage, you're going to get a lot more attention than do if you play at a Wyoming. Christian, you Christian, still can go you in feel, the first round, but do you feel any do you, do you feel any sympathy toward the O line coach at Wyoming who spent three years recruiting this kid? Oh, I didn't <laughs> say it's whether it's right or wrong or, or yeah. morally. I, I, I look, I didn't say anything about that. I mean, yeah, I feel bad for the coach, but at the same time. The coaches have every opportunity to leave and go take another job as well. And do you feel bad for the players when they do that? Because no. I have guys that are no guys that were recruited by a coach and told them, oh, we're going to be here, this and that. And the coach leaves six months into the guy being on campus. And now he's stuck there for four years. <laughs> so to answer your question, do I feel bad? No, not really. But I mean, is it kind of unfortunate? Sure. But but again, I don't think I, don't- I think those guys from the small schools that are standout players from small schools. Yeah, they probably will make a little money in the process because they'll have these teams kind of, I hate to even say it, not bidding on them, but off, say like you just mentioned that the guy from Wyoming had a large list of offers. I'm yeah. sure each school is going to say, hey, well, we can give you this and that out. But I think 
the the biggest focus for him is he also wants to play it on a bigger stage, right? Because again, he probably and I don't know this. I'm speculating because again, I I don't know this guy, but he probably didn't have as many offers come out of high school. He wasn't highly recruited, so he goes to Wyoming. He ends up having a, a stellar career up to this point. Is playing. Uh, phenomenally in, in now he's got these bigger schools that would be interested so this is almost like you know the next step for him that 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 is common as well but you're right he probably will be compensated uh you're right he had one offer See? coming out of high school uh he played offensive line in denver and that offer was at wyoming but like yeah. the, the, the bigger picture is how is this going to affect the competitive balance of all of college football, all of college sports? Yeah. You, the, you know, it's like it, it, if you're a small school like Wisconsin or, or, or like Wyoming, um, you are consistently going to be losing your best player. Yeah. For no reason other than the fact that he could go and make more money uh, outside of uh, Laramie than he can, uh, or, or say in you know in Madison, Wisconsin, or Auburn, Alabama, than he can in Laramie. Yeah, but I mean, uh, but again, I, I wouldn't always just say it's all money, only because again, it's uh, we got to think about it. It's a big opportunity, right? That's like I'll put it in terms for you. So, like, say you know, initially out of college, you only have one offer to be a writer at a very small and it's very small town doesn't get much press but your stories are getting click after click and then you're blowing up as a as a writer reporter and then uh, a station or a, a you know some organization in new york comes calling you're going to I mean you, you earn the opportunity you're going to take that opportunity so it's, it's similar 100 percent of the time yeah. yeah you know what i mean even if it's not even if the money would be the same i guarantee you you'd rather be writing in new york than wyoming so I mean I think it's just a similar situation I mean unless you're like me you kind of like the outdoors and stuff hell I'd probably sit and and enjoy Wyoming but yeah you just got to look at it like that I mean these guys are kind of taking advantage of these opportunities you only get to do this once in a lifetime I mean you you just said it and I didn't even know that and I I was right like he only had one offer coming out of high school it makes sense so now you've got bigger programs that he probably always grew up wanting to play for I guarantee you he didn't grow up wanting to go to Wyoming now these other schools are coming after him (laughs) No offense, Wyoming. And now these other schools are coming after him, and he's going to jump on that, and rightfully so. And if, if again, now the rules allow it. If if he's allowed to get paid to to also get that upgraded opportunity, so be it. Again, like you have to realize, again, coaches are, are able to do this. They do it all the time. They jump ship every single year. I mean, we just had a coach at Alabama. They hired a guy, and he took another job to go be the coordinator at Florida within a week of being officially hired. Like, like, yeah, the Southern Miss defensive coordinator. Yeah, Austin Armstrong. Yeah. So, again, I I think if you're going to talk about parity, you have to make sure there's parity amongst coaches and athletes as well. I get it. It is kind of frustrating that people can kind of go leave. But again, that's that's the rules right now. We've just got to uh, uh, adjust and adapt. And uh, I I think these programs will. And regarding to is it fair for these smaller schools? They probably are at a disadvantage, but let's be honest. They technically they'll always be at a disadvantage, even if, if you take money and everything out. Because opportunity wise, if you line up an Alabama and a Georgia next to a Wyoming or, or Boise State, people are going to choose Alabama or Georgia nine times out of ten, if not ten. So I mean, that that's kind of how I look at it. But that you know. It is what it is, I guess. That's kind of my mentality. Hey, Matt, remember that list of potential advertisers we had from Wyoming? Can you just throw that away now? <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Hey. Yeah, we've uh, pretty much. Hey, it's still a beautiful state. Uh, what is oh, it? absolutely. 600,000 people? <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, like I said, I, I I probably would love to go to Wyoming. Maybe not in school itself, but I mean, I feel like, they don't, don't they I got have... married my second time in Wyoming, okay? I did. Oh, that's right. You sure did. You got married at, like, Jackson Hole, didn't you? Yeah. Right oh, there way. looking at the Tetons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. That just sounded funny. Well, <laughs> I, one thing I look forward to is that now they're going to institute this one transfer only I wonder if that's going to have any effect or if they'll find somebody will find a way around that too. You're listening to Big Noon Sports. Covering SEC sports like Good Zoo on the roadside. This is Big Noon Sports. From our home base right here in Birmingham, Alabama. We are here treating patients from every generation. Across the United States. And from around the world. As respected industry leaders. We are here. Working hard for you. In an effort to provide you with. Excellence in sports medicine. Excellence in research and education. And excellence in sports injury prevention. We are here for you. Aggressively pursuing victory over injury. Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com. You've probably seen their clothing around town on game days, but check out Christopher Mobley on the Strip. It's luxury game day apparel redefined. It's the only place in town where you can find Todd Hoots apparel. Clothing designed for the modern-day entrepreneur, golf enthusiast, and athleisure fanatic. They've got Peter Millar, Viore, Grayson, and Mizzenamain. And if you haven't tried the Mizzenamain dress shirts, you've got to. You can find them at 1410 University Boulevard on the Strip. Also, they've got a great e-commerce site at christophermobley.shop. So check out Christopher Mobley, Luxury Game Day Apparel, redefined. The story of the nurse and the foot pain that nearly brought him down. I feel like I'm giving people their lives back. Robert lived to take care of his patients, but he couldn't do it unless he took care of his foot pain. I have plantar fasciitis. It'll almost put you on your knees. That's how much it hurts. His own recovery started when he got fitted for arch supports at the Good Feet store. Now that I'm pain-free, I can make these people feel better. Can't beat that. Stop by or schedule your free fitting at goodfeet.com. This is Reagan, owner of RR Cigars, the Cigar Mansion in downtown Tuscaloosa, located at 2703 6th Street across from the Home Two Suites. Come down to RR and see why we're the ultimate cigar and bourbon experience. With over 165 bourbons and five private barrels, our selection of bourbon is unmatched. We have the best cocktails around, and our cigar selection is legendary. Our lounge and service are world class. Come and experience the luxury of the mansion and see why it's a world renowned cigar and spirits destination. Coming up, Coming up on The Game with Ryan Fowler. Coming up on the Monday edition of The Game, we'll recap Alabama's second scrimmage. We'll preview the final week of spring practice, working our way to A-Day, Martin Houston, Barrett Salee, and many others tied 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. The longest-running sports program in Tuscaloosa. The Game with Ryan Fowler. Weekdays from 2 to 6 p.m. on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Work is a part of all of us. Working drives us to push beyond what we thought was imaginable and allows us to come together again for the things that really matter. That's why the Alabama Department of Labor and the Alabama Career Center System is here to help you discover bigger opportunities than ever before. Visit your local career center or alabamaworks.alabama.gov. 
Funding provided by the USDOL, PTA, and Federal WIOA. An equal opportunity employer program. Auxiliary aids and services available upon request. Brought to you by this station and the Alabama Broadcasters Association. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Nothing but sunshine this afternoon. Tuscaloosa's high 73. The sky clear tonight, cool, the low at 46. Tomorrow and Wednesday, a warming trend. The sky sunny both days. The high tomorrow, 81. Wednesday's high at 84. I'm James Spam on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 68 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Want to know what's going on with the Crimson Tide? Download the Tide 100.9 app today. Back on Big Noon Sports, Christian Miller, two-time national championship linebacker at Alabama. Lars Anderson, writer extraordinaire, and I'm I'm just Matt, Matt Coulter, although I prefer to be called Dr. Matt now. Just kidding. Let's go to our phones and talk with uh, quarterback Birmingham Stallion. Saw him Saturday night, a great comeback in the third and fourth quarters. Uh, Alex Magoo joins us, and appreciate you taking some time and uh, hooking up with us. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the Stallions. You loving what you're doing? Uh, well, first off, thanks for having me on. Um, sure. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm loving what I'm doing. It's a fun time. It's a fun, fun group of guys. You know, the, from everybody on defense, the offense, the coaches. You know, it's our second year together, and the, the, the chemistry, the bond, like the brotherhood is is real, and it, and, it, and it's a lot of fun. Alex, can you just tell us a little bit about um, your last game? Really exciting stuff. Yeah, so, you know, I knew going into the game that, you know, I was going to play at some point. When that point was, I did not know that answer. But obviously, you know, Jamar hurt his hand, um, to, you know, the last play of the second half. So I had to go in there and, you know, Jason made a great play. Coach, you know, called a great call, um, you know, and I just found the open receiver. But, you know, just to get back out there in a game like this uh, scenario was, was good, good feel. Um, and obviously, you know, some of the explosive plays make it a lot easier to, to get the confidence and get the team going. And um just glad that I was able to help the team win. Alex, you spent time in the NFL as well. How would you compare the two leagues in terms of level of competition? Yeah, that's, that's a good question just because, you know, I know a lot of my friends ask me the same question. It's, it's up there. I mean, I, I, I felt like I was playing a preseason game, you know, because I've never, obviously, I've never played in a real regular season game. Um, but, yeah, I felt like I was playing in the postseason, or the postseason, the preseason game in the NFL. Like, it felt, the the, the chemistry's high. I mean, not the chemistry, the competition's high. It's it's a, it's I would say the competition's up there, you know. It's, it's very good. And you can tell because, you know, so many people from the USFL got camp invites and got NFL workouts. Yeah. Did you? No, sir, I did not. Did not. It's not unusual for you to come in for Jamar, or actually it goes the other way around. Uh, how, how is Skip Holtz working what I would call basically a two-quarterback system? Um, I don't know how to answer that because it's kind of just – Play by ear, honestly. Um, I think Coach has confidence in both of us. I know that I have confidence in Jamar, that if he's out there, he's going to get the job done. 
and I have confidence in myself. So when I'm out there, I'm going to get the job done. And I just don't know if there's a system to it or if it's just, okay, let's do this, let's, you know, based on what they do even. So I just think it's it's something that we just kind of roll with. We don't – we are always ready. Me and Jay Moore both are always ready at any given point to go into the game. Alex, you were drafted in the seventh round uh, back in 2018 uh, by the Seahawks, and you've done a really good job, I think, of you know being on the fringe of the NFL. What what is that like? Kind of bumping around from practice squad to practice squad, just uh, in in terms of your personal life. Yeah, it, it's a grind. I mean, just because you know the NFL season takes up so much time you know you really only have four five, four months to do you know for your own time to be at home be with your loved ones and um it was hard i mean very hard but also you know the people that you love and the people that you hang out with understand you know that your profession and that you have to do what you have to do and i think that they supported me through it all and that makes it so much easier when you have the support system you know that gets you through the ups and downs of everything and uh, being away and being home so I just think the support system is the main, main key to get through it all Alex can you hang on take a couple more questions to top the hour yeah yeah uh, I appreciate it. Uh, more with Alex Magoo on the other side of this break. You're listening to Big Noon Sports with Matt and Lars, Christian, and Alex. Back in the flash. You've probably seen their clothing around town on game days. But check out Christopher Mobley on the Strip. It's luxury game day apparel redefined. It's the only place in town where you can find Todd Hoops apparel. Clothing designed for the modern day entrepreneur, golf enthusiast, and athleisure fanatic. They've got Peter Millar, Viore, Grayson, and Miz and Main. And if you haven't tried the Miz and Main dress shirts, you've got to. You can find them at 1410 University Boulevard on the Strip. Also, they've got a great e-commerce site at ChristopherMobley.shop. So check out Christopher Mobley, luxury game day apparel redefined. From our home base in Birmingham, Alabama, we are here treating patients from every generation across the United States and from around the world. We're here for the rookies and the dreamers trying to make a name for themselves. We are here for the achievers who are resilient and won't take no for an answer. We're here for the coaches, athletic trainers and mentors who are shaping the next generation of legends. We are here for you aggressively pursuing victory over injury. Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com. The story of the nurse and the foot pain that nearly brought him down. I feel like I'm giving people their lives back. Robert lived to take care of his patients, but he couldn't do it unless he took care of his foot pain. I have plantar fasciitis. It'll almost put you on your knees. That's how much it hurts. His own recovery started when he got fitted for arch supports at the Good Feet store. Now that I'm pain-free, I can make these people feel better. Can't beat that. Stop by or schedule your free fitting at goodfeet.com. 
Hey, this is Reagan, owner of R&R Cigars, the Cigar Mansion in downtown Tuscaloosa, located at 2703 6th Street across from the Home Two Suites. Come down to R&R and see why we're the ultimate cigar and bourbon experience. With over 165 bourbons and five private barrels, our selection of bourbon is unmatched. We have the best cocktails around and our cigar selection is legendary. Our lounge and service are world-class. Come and experience the luxury of the mansion and see why it's a world-renowned cigar and spirits destination. Work is a part of all of us. Working drives us to push beyond what we thought was imagined and allows us to come together again for the things that really matter. That's why the Alabama Department of Labor and the Alabama Career Center System is here to help you discover bigger opportunities than ever before. Visit your local career center or alabamaworks.alabama.gov. Funding provided by the USDOL, PTA, and Federal WIOA, an equal opportunity employer program. Auxiliary aids and services available upon request. Brought to you by this station and the Alabama Broadcasters Association. Did you know not washing your hands after using the bathroom can increase the spread of hepatitis A? Washing your hands with soap and water, as well as getting vaccinated, is the best way to protect yourself if you are at risk of getting hepatitis A. One dose of the hepatitis A vaccine provides long-lasting protection in up to 95% of those who receive it. For more information on the hepatitis A outbreak in our state, visit Alabama Public Health gov forward slash imm sponsored by the alabama department of public health the aba and this station coming up, coming up on the game with ryan fowler coming up on the monday edition of the game we'll recap alabama's second scrimmage we'll preview the final week of spring practice working our way to a day martin houston barrett salee and many others tied 100.9 the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. The longest-running sports program in Tuscaloosa. The Game with Ryan Fowler. Weekdays from 2 to 6 p.m. on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. WTUG HD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Big Noon Sports with Lars Anderson, Matt Coulter, and Christian Miller. And we'll lead off this hour with Alex Magoo, quarterback for the Birmingham Stallions, victorious this past Saturday night at Protective Stadium, 27 to 10. I saw it. I saw a pretty good crowd. Actually, thought we could have... Yeah, we could put a few more people in there. But Alex is going to join us. He joined us last hour as well. Uh, when you, I'm sure you were aware as as a player, uh, even back to your days when you were playing at, at FIU, uh, of the passion of football in the state of Alabama. Has it lived up to its hype? Absolutely. The, the fans are one of a kind you know the state of alabama obviously loves the football i did i've known that you know since i was a kid almost um but like i it's just like i went to a small school that didn't have a lot of fan base in college and i would i can go to public here and get recognized by five four or five people i just think that that's awesome that shows the city really loves you know the sports and the football and and it's a really good honor to be able to play football in alabama Alex, you were um, the sixth pick of the first round going back to the 2022 USFL draft by the Stallions. Obviously, they wanted to build their franchise around you. Did that give you confidence uh, 
that knowing that the coaches and the and and the GM and the you know everybody in the organization was really uh, supporting you and, and hopefully putting you in a, a position to succeed. Yeah, that's a big time confidence boost, and um, it was awesome, you know, that I was able to do that and that they believed in me as much to to you know draft me with the first overall pick for their team. But I, I mean, I think I let them down last year. I don't think I played up to my standard of football last year, and um, I really, really worked hard this off season to make sure that I played, you know, know the football that I know how I can play. And um, I'm off to a good start. Hey, Alex, if I can just follow up really quick. Um, what's it like trying to establish yourself as a, as a leader when you have such little amount of time sort of around your guys before the regular season starts? I just try to be as, as real as I can. I just try to be... Um, up front with the guys, and I just try to lead by example first and foremost. You know, I, I'm not going to ever say something that I'm not doing, or I'm not going to preach something that that I won't go out and do as do for them. Um, but it, it was hard. You know, it, it was hard to get guys um, to believe in you, to respect you in a two week span. So that was a challenge that kind of grew over the course of the year and. Um, and it was a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot easier this year just because we knew each other. We had that chemistry, and um, the new guys kind of caught on really quick, and um, and we've been able to grow this thing. Alex, I uh, played with Bo Scarborough here in college at Alabama, and just going to ask, you know, how is he as a, as a teammate uh, with the Stallions? I know with us, he was always a competitive guy, a good leader, um, and also just um, what was the significance of adding him late in the season? Um, last year to, to kind of help y'all go on that run to win the championship? Bo is a very vocal guy. He's very um, hardworking, determined, um, disciplined. And I think that he he brings to that championship experience. He's He's been there before. He's been in these big games. He's been in these um, situations where, you know, some people haven't. I've never, I've never played in the championship game before and you know, Bo said some words before the game and kind of just, you know, made, made it known that it's just another game. And I think Bo helped so much last year, especially in our playoff uh, playoff games. The fact that he had done it before and he's been in so many of those big games at Alabama um, kind of helped everybody, especially it helped me, you know, knowing that, knowing that Bo is, you know, going to be able to run the ball and, you know, set that uh, tone early. Hey, a couple of rapid-fire questions here as we wrap up an uh, interview with Alex Magoo. Appreciate your time. Uh, away from football, uh, what's the latest? I'm an old guy, Alex. What's the latest album right. you listen to? What's, what what kind of music do you like? Oh, country music. The Morgan Wallen one. Is my, I've probably listened to that nonstop since it came out. <laughs> what uh, Have you found a restaurant in Birmingham you like? Uh, so I have so many allergies I don't eat out. Really? I have not ate, ate out one time since I've been here both years. Well, uh, you just prepare your own meals? Yeah, I just cook. I meal prep like every every Sunday or my, my off day. So today I, I'm about to go cook like 20 chicken breasts. 
You Dang. sound like Christian. Yeah. No, Christian pre prepares all his meals and then he brings them to the studio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I meal prep. I bring about three meals a day with me to practice in the morning and then lift and then so. Then oh, Christian man. destroys the uh, Chick Fil A. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> was it was it Hardy's or Jack's that you used to drive through a lot? No, I used to, you're well, trying to drain well, Jack's was right across the street from the Alabama football practice yeah. field. So I mean, you'd be running late to meetings, and uh, you'd have no choice but to swing through a Jack's uh, drive through real quick. Always get the chicken tenders uh, combo. I'd be eating it like walking into meetings and stuff. Man, I, yeah, I was notorious for that. But I, but I, like you just said, you alluded to, I, I meal prep now. I'm, a lot better with it. I don't have allergies, but I just I like staying healthy and staying active. So I, I prefer to, to meal prep. But there are times, yeah, you're right. I'll, I'll take down some Chick-fil-A down. I like, <laughs> like a good Chick-fil-A sandwich. Yeah. Hey, it's I been don't blame yeah. yeah. It's been a blast, Alex. Let's do this again next week. <laughs> Y'all got Memphis right, coming in. Give, me. Hey, give me a real, give, give me a real quick uh, scouting report. Memphis, they won over the weekend. And I they you did. don't know this because you weren't even born, but back in the day, the Memphis-Birmingham original USFL rivalry was a big one. Uh, there were fights. Um, I remember one of our guards tried to take out Reggie White, of all people. But anyway, tell me about Memphis. Uh, physical team, you know, it was from it was Tampa from last year. So we're familiar with, you know, the some of the returning players on their team. I would say that they've changed a little bit from last year, so we still have, you know, obviously we got to do our scouting report and get our work done. But good team, great, uh, great D-line, physical, um, can cover very well. And um, just looking forward to another team. Like, it's every, every you know, all the teams in this league are so competitive with the players on the, on the team that – it's just going to be a, a one-on-one matchup game, and if you can win your one-on-ones, you know we'll have a lot of success, and we'll be talking about another victory, uh, victory uh, over the weekend. Thank you so much. Um, it's been a real pleasure. I'm glad you're enjoying Birmingham, and I sure enjoyed watching you play Saturday night. Thank you, Alex. All right, well, I appreciate it. Yes, yeah, thank you all. You bet. Shoot, sure, sure. Um, what a good guy. I appreciate him joining us. But, uh, guys, I think there were about – and I have – I can't estimate the number of people in a phone booth. But I think – and I don't know if y'all had a chance to watch much of it because the TV side was also the uh, crowd side. 30,000, 30,000? That would have been my guess, which um, I think that's pretty good outing. Pretty good attendance. All right. Hey, let's take a break. Uh, we're going to talk some racing later this hour with the president of Talladega Super Speedway, Brian Crichton. We may just join him here in a couple of minutes, and we'll continue on Big News Sports. The best sports talk in Alabama. This is Big Noon Sports. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Nothing but sunshine this afternoon. Tuscaloosa's high 73. The sky clear tonight, cool, the low at 46. Tomorrow and Wednesday, a warming trend. The sky sunny both days. The high tomorrow, 81. Wednesday's high at 84. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 70 degrees in Tuscaloosa.
Welcome back to Big Noon Sports. Matt Coulter, Lars Anderson, Christian Miller, Joe Gaither. Appreciate everybody dialing us in this afternoon. We're going to get dialed in the world's fastest racetrack. That is the Talladega Super Speedway. President Brian Crichton is joining us. Brian, how you doing, man? I know you got nothing to do this week. Yeah, I just looked out the window and I realized that there might be something happening here at Talladega. <laughs> uh, hey, what? I mean, everybody knows what to expect as far as the racing, but I've always been very impressed what Talladega does from race to race. Uh, will there be anything promotionally uh, as far as the facility is concerned folks need to know about? So for the first time in our spring races, we have our entire grandstands have Wi-Fi. So almost the the whole entire length, almost seven-eighths of a mile of our grandstands have Wi-Fi, free Wi-Fi for the guests that are coming out. We also created hotspots around the the grounds as well for our campgrounds and display and other areas. We know how important that connectivity is, so we... uh, we NASCAR and Talladega Super Speedway one you know took a took on the project to get Wi-Fi here, so that's new. Uh, the press box that is in the middle of our trioval, we've converted that to a hundred person uh, VIP club. It's called Club Two Twelve. 212 for the miles an hour that Bill Elliott uh, uh, raced here or um, put down on the track here. Uh, so kind of homage back to him there. Uh, we've got, uh, you know, a, a great concert on Saturday night. We've got more um, activities that are happening throughout the race weekend. We also have the NASCAR Youth League, which is the USAC quarter midget. So we have, uh, you know, racers from five, year old, five years old to 15 years old that are going to be racing quarter midgets here, including Kyle Busch's son, Brexton. So it's going to be a great weekend. Uh, do you have a favorite infield story that is uh, appropriate for our audience? Uh, I, I, I've tried to tell one uh, that I experienced with Dale Jr. that involved uh, you know old school Coke bottle and uh, dancing, and it's just it, it was too much. I couldn't do it. Uh, but it, do you have a favorite one that is um, PG thirteen rated? You know what they say, what happens in the infield stays in the infield at Talladega. Um, we have many. I, I remember vividly the very first barbecue sauce wrestling that happened here in our infield at Talladega Super Speedway for the big one on the boulevard. Um, so that is a, a, a great story. And then uh, we had the Copenhagen Warrior who did a belly flop. We've got an iconic picture of that belly flop into uh, a pool. Uh, there's just so many great stories that are out there uh, for the infield. Did, did, um, did they wrestle in barbecue sauce? Yes, they, they did. They do. I saw it. Yeah. Absolutely, and we're bringing it back. So barbecue sauce wrestling on Friday night uh, as part of the big one on the Boulevard festivities this Friday night. Nice. Good luck following that one, Christian. Yeah, I, I was, <laughs> yeah there you go. I was, well, yeah, I was going to say, I mean, for somebody like me who's never been, I was going to tell them to, to give me a sales pitch, get, get me, get me uh, and all the others out there who haven't been uh, on board. But I, I think he might have just sold it with that one. <laughs> <laughs> so all I got to do is say barbecue sauce rattling and you're here? Yeah, yeah, I, just, I love a good barbecue. I mean, I'm, I'm sure the food is amazing out there. It is. It's, and, 
You know, we actually started loading in our campgrounds this morning. We had people staged out on Speedway Boulevard since last Thursday. I mean, that's how passionate people are about coming to Alabama and coming to Talladega Super Speedway. It's this unofficial family reunion that happens twice a year here. So, you know, we, we I'm told many, many, many times, you know, about 23 years ago, I put this on my bucket list, and I've been coming for 23 years straight. So it's a bucket list item, but people continue to come back because they have such a great time here. It's just, you know, the racing, it starts with the racing. You don't get, you know, Barney Hall, famous MRN uh, commentator, he said they don't race them anywhere in the world like they do at Talladega Super Speedway. And it's true. I mean, the two, three, four wide at 200 miles an hour, inches from bumper to bumper, inches from door to door, it's amazing to see what these athletes, what these drivers do on the racetrack, and then all the other activities that we have going on, whether it's the big one on the boulevard, the Saturday night concert, our display, our Talladega garage experience, which basically puts you in the clubhouse. It puts you under the same roof in the garages as the cars, as the drivers, as the crew chief. Uh, Victory Lane's part of that. We've got a kid's zone that's there. We have um, a game zone, and we have value price concessions, so $2 bottles of water and Coke product. We got $4 chicken fingers and fries, $4 16-ounce beers. So it's just, I mean, it's something that you, if you haven't experienced it, you've got to come out and try it. I grew up in the Washington, D.C. area, and I was all stick and ball sports. And somebody invited me to go to a race in North Carolina, and I was like, yeah, I'll try it. And by lap three, I was hooked. I was hooked just because of all the pageantry, everything that happens. It is an amazing, amazing time here at Talladega Super Speedway. If you've never witnessed 40 cars coming to the green at the trial at Talladega, all going about 200 miles an hour. I promise you, you watch it one time, you'll go back, but you will remember it forever. It is a bucket list experience. Okay, I got to go back to the barbecue, okay? The, <laughs> do, you use a, do you use a particular brand? And then also, there's a sandwich that you guys have started making over the last couple of years. I can't remember what it's called. Yeah, so uh, barbecue sauce wrestling, as everybody knows, NASCAR is based on sponsorships. So if there's any barbecue sauce companies out there that would like to sponsor Talladega Super Speedway and our barbecue sauce wrestling, we're open for it. Um, If not, we just buy, we work with our uh, food and beverage provider, Levy, and uh, they get us gallons and gallons, like 50-gallon vats of uh, this barbecue sauce. So um, sponsors available, please give me a call if anybody, Dreamland, if you're out there and you want to sponsor it, come on. There you go. um, yeah, and then uh, what was the other question? I got so we're wrapped up in the barbecue. Yeah, you sauce. got a big, you got a big bomb of a sandwich that y'all make at the concession stand, right? Yeah, it's called the yep. Big One Meatball, and so the Big One Meatball. It is a um, it's a pound of beef that is wrapped around a half pound of barbecue, uh, special barbecue sauce. We keep going back to barbecue here. Special barbecue sauce on top with some pasta on top of that. So the big one meatball. That's actually sometimes that's going to be one of our other uh, big one on the boulevard contest. We're actually going to have a big one meatball eating contest on Friday night too. So <laughs> see, it just gets better and better. You pile up the uh, barbecue sauce on top of the meatball. Yeah, Brian, I, I may have asked you this before, but, uh, you know, I, I covered NASCAR week in and week out for about 14 years and uh, always enjoyed the Talladega stop even before I lived in in Alabama. Um, but I always wanted to do a story on the Talladega jail. Now, does that still <laughs> exist? 
on like on property? So some pe- there's a rumor out there that there's a jail here on property. Um, I, I don't know of a jail. I do know of a guest services processing center uh, that's, that's here on the racetrack. So if anybody gets in trouble, and it's not too bad of trouble, we will take them over to uh, our guest services processing center, which some people call it the jail. Uh, some people also call it the turn three suites because it's outside of turn three. Um, <laughs> so, yes, we do have a guest services process processing center, a.k.a. a jail. We do have uh, judges that are here. We do have bail bondsmen that are here as well. So we want to make sure if it's, you know, if it's not too bad of a, you know, an incident that we can get the, uh, you know, the guest back to the party and enjoying themselves during our weekend. Well, I, I may be solely responsible for perpetuating that rumor. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, because, uh, it was told to me many years ago, and I thought whoever that jailkeeper is uh, would make for a great subject of a book. But, uh, Absolutely. And you <laughs> asked earlier about uh, stories from the infield. We have stories from our jail. I mean, our guest services processing there you go. as well. So, <laughs> yes, absolutely. There's some great stories in there, too, including where there was a trooper outside once, and all of a sudden he heard some rattling up in the eaves above, and somebody came crashing through the eaves down into the bushes. And so he just stood the gentleman up. He said, hands behind your back. And he walked him back around to the front door and walked him right back into the jail. Guest Services Processing Center. Totally a talent. That's right. Are there any uh, drivers to look out for in this race? I mean, I don't, I don't want to have you pick a winner or anything, but anybody that uh, we should keep an eye out for. I tell you, those, those Penske's are strong. Those Penske's are always strong at the um, uh, Super Speedways, the Super Speedway package. Um, if I was a betting man, I'd, I'd be putting a, you know a dollar or two down on maybe Ryan Blaney, Joey Logano. I think they're they're strong. And but the Hendrick team. I mean, this whole entire year, Hendrick's just been so strong. So you know, one of the great things about Talladega is it's you know it's a it's the most competitive racetrack that's out there. It's the fastest racetrack that's out there. Anybody can win. We've had a lot of first time winners as well. Noah Gregson would be a cool first-time winner here for the Cup Series. He's won the uh, Xfinity Series here before. So I hope that narrows the list down a little bit. Could you go in depth real quick about what makes Talladega different than some of these other tracks and what separates it? Yeah, so uh, Talladega Super Speedway is the biggest track at 2.66 miles. We're the steepest track at 33 degrees of banking in our turns. Uh, Daytona is 31 degrees. Uh, they're 2.5 miles, so a little bit smaller, a little bit uh, less of banking than we have. Um, and so what they have to do is they run the Super Speedway package to keep those speeds around 200 miles an hour. So what that does is that creates that pack racing where you have those you know two, three, four wide racing of you know 10. 12, 14 rows deep of cars uh, that are just, you know, going around at 200 miles an hour. Um, you know, once they figure out the, you know, how to slingshot or, you know, how to get out and, and take a line with them, it's uh, it, it's just fascinating to watch. And, and that's what makes Talladega Super Speedway Daytona and the Super Speedway racing different than the rest. Brian, take a minute. And, and I'm looking at your website right now. You can go to that, talladegasuperspeedway.com. Uh, how do people get tickets? Because you've got uh, a great, you got the Xfinity race on Saturday, and then the Geico 500 on Sunday. So it's a great weekend. Uh, how do folks get their tickets? 
Yeah, it is a great week. We have a double header on Saturday, and I'm calling it almost a triple header, too, because we have the Arca uh, Menard Series race, we have the NASCAR Xfinity Series race, and we also have the NASCAR Cup cars on track qualifying for the Geico 500 on Saturday. So Saturday is a tremendous day to be out here. Kids 12 and under are free, um, and so it's a great day to bring the family out and really explore. It's not as um, you know as many people that are here on Sunday, but our display is wide open. There's you know all those vendors that are there uh, so it's a great day to come out if you're if you're a first timer just to try it all out and to see it all and then Sunday we've got the Geico 500 so as you mentioned you can go to talladegasuperspeedway.com if you like to kind of surf through and see what all the different options are or you can call 877 go to and that's the number two Dega 877 go to Dega Great stuff, Brian. I'll see you on Thursday, I guess. And uh, I'd like to just, you know what I'd like to see? He's the winningest driver that's active now on the Cup Series. But since moving to a new team, which he now partially owns, Brad Keselowski, I think he'd be a popular winner. And Brad has kind of simmered down in his character. And he's a really, really cool guy now. When he first started, uh, you know, he could get your dander up. But anyway, um, I got to vote for Brad K. Brian, thank you. Absolutely, thank you. And Brad K, first time winner here. Thank you. I Thanks, remember Brian. I was, we were the, we were both there. All right, uh, all right. We're going to probably get some drivers on a little bit later this week too. So I'll be in touch with the Talladega Super Speedway. We'll try and make that happen. Uh, other things going on in the world of sports. I want to ask Christian about Savion Smith when we get back on Big Noon Sports. This is the Big Noon Sports Network. A national championship team covering a national championship team. The best sports talk in the state. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Back on Big Noon Sports Monday edition. Lars, Matt, Christian, Joe. The gang is all here. I saw notes this morning, Christian. Immediately I thought of you because you played with him. But if you remember last year, Savion Smith had a brutal injury. It's it's one of those that you, you just you don't ever want to see anytime, anywhere. But it was a neck injury, and he talked about being able to hear everything but not do anything. You see, just one of those really scary stories. But um pick it up from there, and then he's now re-signed with the Lions. So that's all good. Tell us a little bit about Smith. Um, I mean, he's a good player. I mean, I, and he suffered an unfortunate neck injury. Um, I think he had a surgery to repair a disc, and uh, I think he's all healed up and re-signed with the Lions. But, um, you know, I'd urge him just to make sure he's, you know, making his health a priority because a neck injury is not something you want to play with. I think my dad actually uh, suffered a neck injury but continued playing. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm – I'm, um, very happy for him that that he's healthy and, and back playing and um, was able to resign with the Lions um, and I hope he has a, a long and successful career um, after bouncing back from that injury. But I, I really want to turn my attention over to, to Jalen Hurts. I don't think we've really mentioned it enough. I think you guys mentioned it earlier, but I mean this guy just became the highest paid uh, player in NFL history. Um, and just to, to go from again, if you think back, right, we're talking about a guy who was benched in the national championship game. Um, handled it with with complete class and humility, and um, was, was you know very humble, and 
goes on to stay uh, the following year, knowing that more, you know he can compete for the job, but he stays, um, serves as a, as a backup. The following year comes in, kind of saves the day, right in the SEC championship game um, against Georgia, and then goes on to transfer to Oklahoma, and then even just as recent as going into last season, this was a guy that a lot of people were basically, you know, there's a lot of skeptics out there. They were not even sure if he was going to be the guy for the job. Now, fast forward, this guy just played in the Super Bowl, um, was like 71% in that game, had a phenomenal uh, performance, came up short, uh, however, really proved a lot of doubters wrong. You know, a guy that people said couldn't throw the football accurately, couldn't uh, be a quarterback in the NFL, and now we're talking about a guy that's played in the Super Bowl uh, all by the age of 24 and is now the highest paid player in NFL history. So I just want to tip my hat to him, um, just seeing his growth and progression um, over the years, man, I couldn't be um, more happy and proud of someone. And uh, just to see, you know, the strides that he's he's taken and, and uh, you know, really just all the success that he's having. He's so deserving of it and uh, proud to, to be a you know, former teammate of his. And I'm, I'm looking forward to just watching his career. But, man, you got to also look at what it does to the other quarterbacks in, in, in the market. Um, again, Jalen Hurts, 24 years old, highest play, paid player in NFL history. Uh, definitely going to, you know, keep setting the market higher for these quarterbacks. Larger guy, Joe Burrow's probably due soon, right? So, yeah, not, not sure how long he's going to last as the highest paid player. But just cool to kind of have that, uh, to, you know, in, in your pocket just to be able to say that you were. But realistically speaking, the Eagles probably went ahead and got this done because they knew with guys like Burrow, Jackson, and uh, even Justin Herbert, you know, they, those guys are probably due for deals and. Um, the longer the Eagles waited, because that's how this thing works, right? You know, one team extends a guy, then the next exactly. team has to do it, and they have to basically um, out, out, you know, Hurt, outperform. Hurts, yeah. Hurts, Hurts had to go first. Right. Right. Um, and Justin Herbert's going to go next, and then it will be Burrow. And then at some point, I expect it will be Lamar back at Baltimore. But there are a couple things that I love about this. One, it ties Jalen to the Eagles for six more years. And it's obviously a really good deal, right? It's the richest deal in the history of the NFL. And there was no drama, no awkwardness, no animosity. Just everything was done uh, you know, but behind closed doors, there was no leaks, no no Schefter bombs. You know, it, it's just like this is how it should be done, and 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 I think it's it, it speaks highly of Jalen, and I think it also speaks highly of his agent uh, Nicole Lynn, who just uh, became uh, the, uh, the the the. the I I, I, I don't know how you'd say it, but uh, the first female to negotiate a deal of this magnitude in uh, in the NFL. But now, Christian, here's here's the really hard question. (laughs) You know, both of these guys, Tua and Mm Jalen, if you were starting an NFL franchise from scratch, would you take Jalen or would you take Tua? Depends on what type of offense I plan on running and what type of weapons I'm going to have around them. Um, I mean, there's a lot of things I would consider. I mean, are, are we just going to, you know, have a clean slate? I mean, so we're not going to count. 
like yeah. any of the injury history between the guys. Or so none of that's on the table. Just yeah. them as players come out of college. Yeah, let's just let's just pretend for this exercise that Tua will never get hurt again. Mm. That's tough. I mean, that's tough. I mean, I. I that is tough. I, that honestly, it's very tough because, and this is why I'll say it's tough because I uh, grew accustomed to just kind of labeling Tua as you know the more accurate passer and Jalen kind of the more di- not the more dynamic player. Now, he can make the throws, but he also can use his legs to extend plays. You can run the RPOs. You can run the zone reads with them. So they were a lot different, right? But now, seeing Jalen's progression and his growth as a passer, I'll be honest, I'm kind of leaning towards Jalen. I mean, because to me, watching him throw this past season, I mean, those throws he were, he was making, I'll be honest, I mean, they they were up there with some of the better passes I've seen, especially even, you know, like, you know, again, Tua has that reputation, but a lot of those throws were just as good, if not better, than a lot of the throws I've seen Tua make. And uh, and and I'll be honest, sometimes you watch Tua, and sometimes Tua comes up the, uh, short on his D-ball sometimes, so Tua's not perfect either. So with that being said, I, I think at this point in their career, in their development, I probably would lean towards Jalen Hurts. What about you? Wow, interesting. Matt, uh, same question to you. If you were starting an NFL franchise from scratch and you had one player to pick for wow. Jalen uh, or Tua, who are you taking? Um, I, man, it's a great question. For and, me, I think, I think uh, I'd take Tua. Uh, you know, I might lean in the same direction that Christian is. Um, if you, you know... Did you say injuries could be a part of the equation uh, that no, factor in? No. Okay. Let's, let's pretend that Tua uh, would be healthy for the rest of his career. Ah, uh, boy. I, it, it Literally, by a nose, I think I'd take Tua. But, you know, if you call me back in an hour, Lars, I'll change my mind. Because <laughs> it's like, you take first or second. I don't care. But they're both pretty darn good. Yeah, I think they're, just, they're both different type of players, too. And then, uh, trust me, I get it. Uh, initially, again, if you would have asked me a year ago, I probably would have just said Tua. However, I think when I look back at this past season that Jalen had, um, I mean, he arguably is is twice as good as a passer that, than he was a year prior. I mean, I, like the strides that I've seen him make as a passer, um, I can't discredit that, and that that's why I'm I'm choosing him. Plus, just seeing how you know, again, I know uh, he plays with poise and confidence, and and you know, exceptional composure under pressure but then just seeing him you know put that into action on the biggest stage there is and that was in the Super Bowl um you know he had the the fumble earlier on and the way to just kind of have that next play mentality and to go out there and finish the game strong still give them a chance to win and and to play as well as he did I I mean to me I'm gonna I'm gonna ride behind that guy not to mention I mean his leadership ability I mean we see him in the locker room giving speeches yeah I I got I got to go with Jalen on this one, which again a year ago probably would have been Tua, but I think where we're saying that now, I think I got to go Jalen Hurts. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think you win with either one of them. I mean, good grief, uh, Jalen was runner up in the MVP, and I'm. I think I would have voted for him. But uh, I, I, and I think if they both stay healthy, they both will win Super Bowls. I really do. What if they played both. each other? That would be cool. I mean, because you know Jalen's in the NFC, yeah. Tua's yeah. AFC. That would. That would be really cool. That'd be quite the storyline. <laughs> oh, it definitely. That would be, man. Maybe we'll see it. I don't know. I think what the Eagles need to do now, though, I think 
if they man, could you imagine if the Eagles got a guy like uh, like that running the, the Robinson from Texas, or they get a you know, yeah. or if they got uh, Jameer Gibbs. I feel like if they yeah, can uh, no, get somebody electric had, in the backfield. If, um, an elite fast back, right? Oh, man. Just like Bijan Robinson, or um, yeah, or the, or the, or the, or, or the Alabama kid, yeah. yeah. Uh, because uh, you know Miles Sanders, uh, Eagles running back, just signed with Carolina, so they lost him. Um, but man, I I think they'd be phenomenal. For some reason, I feel like the Eagles would probably go defense in there with their um, first round pick. Yeah, I, I, the Eagles lost quite a few people, uh, quite a few starters from their defense, and so they'll probably probably go defense in the in the draft but um Lars when when do we see Joe Burrow get extended I mean obviously it's coming but what I mean I I think I think uh this is the first domino and the next one's gonna be uh Justin Herbert do you see Herbert's being yeah I think higher than Herbert will be next just because do you think think he'll match or be higher than Jalen's though what do you how do you what do you think about that because again Herbert Great player, yeah. but he hasn't made yeah. man made a Super Bowl. I, I I do think it will be higher than Jalen. Really? And then I think Burroughs will be higher than than Herbert. Than Herbert. But I think they're just going sort of in the order in which most uh, uh, NFL personnel see them in terms of uh, three, two, one. Right. And, and and so the the last guy to go is going to get the biggest number. And I'm guessing that's going to be Burrow. What do you think this means for Lamar Jackson? Well, I think Lamar, you know, it depends on who you believe, right? Like, <laughs> I, I mean, seriously, because uh, there have been all sorts of reports out there that Lamar Jackson, in fact, has dropped his demand to have the contract fully guaranteed. So he's no longer trying to chase after what the Browns, uh, you know, gave uh, their guy, uh, and um, and so I think for I think it, it just puts everything. I think Lamar Jackson can say, okay, well, we can look at Jalen's contract, and uh, while I've never gotten the Eagles or I, I've never gotten the Ravens to the Super Bowl. I have won an MVP. Uh, my statistics are probably a little bit better than Jalen's, so he probably deserves a little bit more more money. I mean, I the, I, I just think the uh, Deshaun Watson contract is such an outlier, and you just can't use that to build on the next contract but i think you can with jalen right and so that's why i think uh now that this is a this is a by all accounts it's a fair good deal to to both sides and then you have justin herbert go and then at some point joe burrow and then i think somewhere mixed in there you'll get lamar jackson i just don't see at this point Lamar Jackson going anywhere else other than back to Baltimore, especially after they signed uh, Odell Beckham Jr. to that ridiculous $15 million one-year contract to completely overpaying for him. And you know that he is not going to take that deal unless he knows or is very confident that Lamar Jackson is going to be back. So 
that, that that's sort of my my analysis of everything is that that Lamar Jackson before training camp starts he will have some sort of long term deal with the Ravens. That's my guess. Is that, is that what you are thinking right now, Christian? Yeah, I think so. And I think, uh, like you were just saying, I think Odell uh, signing him kind of uh, is the, the pathway or the first step to kind of reeling Lamar back in, right? But, um, yeah, 15 mil a year, uh, it kind of does leave you with some question marks because that, that's, that's, a, that's a lot to pay for a guy. And I know um, Odell Beckham Jr. is a very dynamic player, you know, very – very talented wide receiver, but I mean, it just when you're Coming over here pinching for pennies, injury, yeah, second knee injury, but you're already pinching for crazy. pennies about paying Lamar. Yeah. And yeah, I, that that does not make much sense for me, but I guess you know their, their GM has to figure it out somehow. But yeah, I agree with you. I think Lamar will be back in a Baltimore Ravens uniform this upcoming season. We were talking about transfer portals earlier in the show. Uh, I want to continue that on the other side of this break because Alabama has picked up a couple players from the transfer portal. Also, uh, if a robin flies into your window, it might be because he's had one too many. Funny story coming up. Covering SEC sports like Kudzu on the roadside. This is Big Noon Sports. From our home base right here in Birmingham, Alabama. We are here treating patients from every generation. Across the United States. And from around the world. As respected industry leaders. We are here. Working hard for you. In an effort to provide you with. Excellence in sports medicine. Excellence in research and education. And excellence in sports injury prevention. We are here for you. Aggressively pursuing victory over injury. Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com. You've probably seen their clothing around town on game days, but check out Christopher Mobley on the Strip. It's luxury game day apparel redefined. It's the only place in town where you can find Todd Hoops apparel. Clothing designed for the modern-day entrepreneur, golf enthusiast, and athleisure fanatic. They've got Peter Millar, Viore, Grayson, and Mizzenamain. And if you haven't tried the Mizzenamain dress shirts, you've got to. You can find them at 1410 University Boulevard on the Strip. Also, they've got a great e-commerce site at christophermobley.shop. So check out Christopher Mobley, luxury game day apparel redefined. The story of the nurse and the foot pain that nearly brought him down. I feel like I'm giving people their lives back. Robert lived to take care of his patients, but he couldn't do it unless he took care of his foot pain. I have plantar fasciitis. It'll almost put you on your knees. That's how much it hurts. His own recovery started when he got fitted for arch supports at the Goodfeet store. Now that I'm pain free, I can make these people feel better. Can't beat that. Stop by or schedule your free fitting at goodfeet.com. Reagan, owner of RR Cigars, the Cigar Mansion in downtown Tuscaloosa. Located at 2703 6th Street across from the Home Two Suites. Come down to RR and see why we're the ultimate cigar and bourbon experience. With over 165 bourbons and five private barrels, our selection of bourbon is unmatched. We have the best cocktails around, and our cigar selection is legendary. Our lounge and service are world class. Come and experience the luxury of the mansion and see why it's a world renowned cigar and spirits destination. Coming up, Coming up on The Game with Ryan Fowler. Coming up on the Monday edition of The Game, we'll recap Alabama's second scrimmage. We'll preview the final week of spring practice, working our way to A-Day, Martin Houston, Barrett Salee, and many others tied 100.9, the home 
of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. The longest-running sports program in Tuscaloosa. The game with Ryan Fowler. Weekdays from 2 to 6 p.m. on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Work is a part of all of us. Working drives us to push beyond what we thought was imaginable and allows us to come together again for the things that really matter. That's why the Alabama Department of Labor and the Alabama Career Center System is here to help you discover bigger opportunities than ever before. Visit your local career center or alabamaworks.alabama.gov. Funding provided by the USDOL, ETA, and Federal WIOA, an equal opportunity employer program. Auxiliary aids and services available upon request. Brought to you by this station and the Alabama Broadcasters Association. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Nothing but sunshine this afternoon. Tuscaloosa's high 73. The sky clear tonight, cool, the low at 46. Tomorrow and Wednesday, a warming trend. The sky sunny both days. The high tomorrow, 81. Wednesday's high at 84. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 71 degrees. In Tuscaloosa. Want to know what's going on with the Crimson Tide? Download the Tide 100.9 app today. We're going to put a bow on this show for a lovely Monday. Matt Coulter, Christian, Lars, all in the house, along with Joe Gaither. Uh, Transfer portal opened up over the weekend. Alabama dipped twice. Uh, it's tight end C.J. Dupree, I believe that's the way you spell his last name or say his last name, from Maryland. So I don't know if there's a Mike Loxley, Nick Saban connection there or not, but we all know with the departure of uh, Latou that uh, Alabama needs a tight end. Uh, also, Tresman Marshall, linebacker from Georgia, has decided he's going to transfer to the University of Alabama as well. So... It's open, and you better know Saban's going to use it. We've already seen that Hugh Freeze is using the heck out of it, and you know that Kiffin is. But uh, I would say that Saban is afforded a, an opportunity that very few schools possess, and that's that he can really – Christian, can't he just kind of pick and choose at what position he wants to go to? Yeah, I'd imagine so. Um, you know, I was saying it earlier. I mean, when you have Alabama come knocking on your door, um, not many people are going to turn them down. Um, so, yeah, I'd imagine Coach Saban will have his pick. But, yeah, you know, C.J. Dupree is a guy that they picked up from Maryland, and uh, he should come in and play right away, provide, um, you know, some some good uh, play over at the tight end position, losing uh, Cameron Law to, um, you know, talking about a guy who has experience, you know, came in, uh, had some success at Maryland, but now he comes over to the program here, probably should be the starting tight end uh, at the Y, y tight end. Uh, right away. So, yeah. And, you know, Coach Saban spoke really highly of him recently, saying he's really excited about him and that uh, that position group, you know, saying that, hey, he's a good competitor. Um, he can, you know, put his hand in the dirt, block, uh, and help, you know, seal up that C area. Um, or he can move around, put him at the H-back position. He's athletic enough. So, yeah, I think Alabama's good. That's why – Man, I'll be honest. I mean, like I said, the biggest thing you can do here is adjust and adapt. And that's what Coach Saban and Alabama, they're going to have to do. They're, they know that they're going to lose players to the portal. So what are they going to have to do? They're going to have to go out there and recruit other guys to, to replace those guys. Um, if they don't hit on recruiting um, you know, from, from regular high school recruiting, yeah, they can go to the portal and, and find some guys. So um, I wouldn't be shocked if they add another guy or two um, through the portal. Um, moving forward now that it's back open. Uh, I guess we'll have to see. But, 
that's what spring is for. They can kind of get a gauge on where they stand as, as a team. And we've heard him even say it. They treat it almost like free agency. They, they, they really study these guys. They, they see how these guys can help contribute to the team. And if they, they feel like they can, they'll extend an offer and uh, try to get them. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really curious to see who might uh, also be added to um, Alabama's roster moving forward from the portal. So that's something we'll definitely have to look out for. Does talking about the portal make your feet want to move at all, Christian? <laughs> I mean, look, I, like I said, I, it, it's one of those things. It's it's it, it, it's here, right? And so you got two options. I mean, we can moan and gripe about it, or or we can like get used to it and use it to our benefit. And I've I've learned that's that's really all you can do. Um, because again, I mean, as, as long as it's under under you know legislation to where. You can do. You can use it once, and then after that, you're subject to you know being reviewed and have to to be waived, or else you have to sit out. I, I think that's just fine. Um, again, I, I think it's helpful for a lot of athletes. You look at how coaches can up and leave whenever they choose. I, I, I think it's fair. Again, I just I I do not like when it's used for recruiting or when it's used when Matt was kind of speaking on those situations where you have these kind of sleazy agents out there that are saying, Hey, let me, let me reach out to so-and-so. I might be able to, to get you a better, better deal. If you come here that I hate it when it comes to that stuff. But if you're talking about a guy just saying, Hey, I want a better opportunity elsewhere. I've put in time. I've been here two, two years and I'm not really climbing the ranks here on the depth chart. Maybe there's a better opportunity elsewhere. That's fine. Cause again, Alabama can also use it to their, to their, their gain. So, but yeah, I mean, I get tired of, of it being the biggest deal. I just, hopefully I just, I want the NIL and the transfer portal just to kind of settle in to where it's just, we're used to it and it's not all these surprises and we're, you know what I mean? That, I think that's the biggest thing, where it's all these twists and turns, and you're just like, oh, my goodness, what is it now? So once we get settled, I think it'll be a lot better. Yeah, so just to be clear, um, it, the transfer portal like reopened for the spring transfer window on April 15th, mm-hmm. and it's open for 15 days. So we're going to hear about uh, a lot of player movement, I would Absolutely. think. Absolutely. We're going to hear a lot of player movement uh, over the next 10 days or so. And I specifically would, uh, for those of us in Alabama, it'll be interesting to see who uh, uh, Hugh Freeze targets at the quarterback position in the transfer portal. I really believe that the starting quarterback at Auburn is not yet on campus and that he will be on campus here in about two and a half weeks. Well, speaking of movement real quick, if you're dealing with any pains while you're moving, head on over to the Good Feet store in Tuscaloosa. That's Midtown Village. They got the custom-made arch supports. They're precision fit for all your personal needs, lifestyle, or profession. It's try before you buy. You've got nothing to lose, guys. Go on over to the Good Feet store. Try them on. Let them take good care of you. I promise it'll help you alleviate and eliminate that pain. So remember, go over to Good Feet in Midtown or goodfeet.com to schedule an appointment. Improving the quality of people's lives two feet at a time we will be back in 22 hours Lars just a quick note as we go out because I know at one time you had pretty good relationship with smoke Tony Stewart did you see where he won an NHRA drag race yeah it doesn't surprise me (laughs) he could drive a tricycle to victory lane I mean that's just one of his many many skills as a driver Um, and I'm sure all his 
you know, all his experience and all the different circuits that he's run probably helped him. But, man, it was really close. Anyway, we got to get out of here. Have a great day.